Hey everybody, welcome back. It has been about a month since we had our last recording. So we're heading into the second half of this season of the podcast and thought what better way to start the conversations for this year than to just tackle part of the heart of who we are as a church, as a collective, and just speak into some aspects of our spiritual walk that matter. And not only do they matter for you, but it also matters for someone else. Chris is hanging out with me today. Hey, everybody. And we are going to take you on a journey of talking about discipleship. Now, very churchy word. Everybody's pretty familiar with it. Or are we? You know, we, we, we use the language, we speak the words, but what does it actually mean? And that's part of what we're going to dive in today as we, we talk more about this. Chris overseas takes leadership in our discipleship efforts across the collective and just trying to trying to help us all figure that out and we've definitely learned it's not some pre-packaged thing that we can just go oh if you do a b and c instant disciples yeah Um, but we uh, do want to go on a journey of trying to understand it more for the sake of it's a pretty clear biblical concept for us to follow. So if a person were to come to you, Chris, and start asking that question of, okay, discipleship, I know I need it, I know I want it, but I don't know what it is, how, how would you answer that question to define it? Well, I mean, you know, the, the simple answer, I think, is modeled in Scripture. I mean, Jesus shows us how to do this. Um, we're commanded in Scripture to be disciples, and being a disciple is more than just kind of going through some of the routines of what Christians tend to do, but it's also teaching others to do the same thing. If you go back and look at the Great Commission in Matthew 28, it says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But then it goes on to say, and teach them to obey the commands that I have given. And then he assures us that he's going to be with us through that process. And so we love the first part a lot of times. Mm. But the second part kind of kind of freaks us out a little bit, and so we kind of tend to leave that up to to somebody else to mm-hmm. take care of that part of it. Uh, you know, so that that's the the simple answer. Uh, you know, I think it's important that we understand how we define what a disciple is. I mean, if we're if we're saying you know we need to be disciples and we need to make disciples and all that, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? And I've read a hundred different definitions of what a disciple is, or you know things like that. But one that we've kind of adopted here as, as we've been talking about this a little bit, a disciple is someone who is following Jesus, someone who is being changed by Jesus, and someone who is on mission with Jesus. And it's not, it's not a pick and choose. It's all three of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like going back to the Matthew 28 passage, there's, there's some aspects of that definition that are more attractive, maybe easier to follow through on than others. Uh, but it's, a, it's an all-encompassing thing. If we kind of break each one of those down, I mean, the first first part of that, someone who's following Jesus, right? It's really it's that it's that pursuit of that relationship with Jesus. You know, whatever whatever that looks like for you, whatever you know of these of these tools that we've been given to to use and help you do that and pursue Jesus. I mean, reading Scripture and prayer and community and worship and all these different the different facets of pursuing Jesus. Um, that's good, but as we look at the model of Jesus and his disciples, 
if he had just done these, if Jesus had just done these things, but not spent time with his disciples, that would not have accomplished what needed to be accomplished. So you take it a step further, then is not someone just who is following Jesus, but also someone who is being changed by Jesus. In your pursuit of him, you are open and allowing God to do a work within you that changes you, how you act, how you speak, how you live, um, all those types of things. It's allowing God to speak through his word, through prayer, um, through other people that you have in your life as you have conversations and you're in community with. It requires, I think, a little bit of humility on our part. You know, we talk about um, the idea of, of surrender. We talk about, you know, the idea of laying down our lives and taking up our cross daily, you know, kind of setting aside our own desires, our own wants, our own will for our life and, and submitting to his will. Being changed um, as we pursue Jesus is also, I think, important in in the life of a disciple. And then being on mission with Jesus. And again, we go back to, you know, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, you know, and the command is clearly there. And just to remind you again, it's all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The the mission is is laid out right there. I mean, this is this is what we are called to do as as followers of Jesus. In verse 19. In that, in the middle of that there, is the verse that is tied to our core value of invitation as well. I love that when you think of being on mission and the transformation taking our place, that's just exciting stuff, I think. And when you talk about the core values, it, it does take us into those realms. To, to expound a little more on that thought of just how core values that we have for the Nazarene Collective are lived out in discipleship. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think really all of them in one way or another play into this idea um, I mean, it just so happens that this verse is, is connected to our core value of invitation. But when I first moved into this role about six, almost six years ago now, which is crazy to think about, hmm. you know, there was a, there was a conference that I went to and you know, one of the, one of the speakers, I heard him say, discipleship flies best on the wings of relationship. In other words, if relationship's not a part of this, it's really hard to disciple somebody. And so when you look at our core values of, of community and gathering, those are when you're around other believers, you're around other followers of Jesus, you are encouraging them, they're encouraging you. And it's kind of a, it's not just one, one to the other, but it's kind of a, a two-way thing. You know, we saw Jesus model this with his disciples. Again, you know, spending that time with them in community in a, in a study or a group or something like that, which those things are all important. And I think a part of this process, but if it had just stopped there again, it would not have accomplished what needed to be accomplished. And we talked about it before too. It's hard to build a relationship with someone when you don't spend time with them. If you're not inviting them in, you know, again, the, the last part of that great commission and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded that requires spending time together, you know, which again is the, is that hard thing that we talked about. When we look back at imitation, that's, that's kind of where this comes from, right? It's more than just inviting them with you to church, inviting them with you to, you know, a, a study or something like that. And again, those things are important. There's community there. There's, there's learning there. And there's aspects of those things that can pour, you can use those things to grow as a believer. But it goes beyond that. And we, and I think that's, that's something that we, that we miss again, because we're busy, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, and we struggle with that. But this invitation that has to be intentional has to be an invitation that is intentionally relational. 
Um, it has to be intention, an intentional discipling relationship to where everybody that's involved can grow together. Um, they can, they can learn from one another. They can encourage one another. They can hold each other accountable, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more, I think in future episodes, exactly what that looks like, but it's that invitation of not just inviting them to come and participate in something with you, but to really, you know, the, the catchphrase trying to really is do life together. And, and that's really kind of putting that to, to the test in terms of, it's not just a, a passive type of relationship, but there's, there's intentionality behind it. There's, there's a desire to want to be a part of something like this, to be able to, to grow and to learn and to ultimately learn how to help others become uh, disciples of Jesus as well. You mentioned earlier, busyness can get in the way. What are, what do you think are some of the other things that hold us back from taking these kind of steps? I think fear, Mm -hmm. I think fear of the unknown. I think of people's um, perception of each other that if I start, if I ask someone to disciple me, mm-hmm. that I look like, uh, th- that I don't know anything and, and it, I'm worried about what they might think. Sure. Sure. Well, and I think with that fear too, also, you know, if, if they really know what I, what I struggle with, if they really know what my faults are, if they really know, what are they going to think of me? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's, there's, there's a pride factor. I think that, that plays mm-hmm. into that as well. Um, you know, the only other thing that, that really comes to mind is I think sometimes we're guilty and I know I'm guilty of it times. I think sometimes we, we assume things about people and decide before the invitation is ever given mm-hmm. that they're going to say no. Yeah. You know, but if you've kind of flipped that script a little bit, if Jesus were to respond to us that way, I think very few of us would ever get an invitation. Oh yeah. Right. And, um, I heard somebody say once that, you know, don't be so arrogant to believe that the gospel was created to end with you. Hmm. Because if you, when you, when you first heard about Jesus, think about the person that told you about who Jesus was. If they had decided not to do that, how would your life be different? Hmm. You know? And so this, the gospel was not created to end at a certain point. It was created and this command is given to us, this commissioning to go and make disciples to carry on that throughout from generation to generation. So we have to be careful of kind of making decisions for people. Oh yeah. Perception. If in present day we worked off perception of some of the people we read about in scripture, Hmm. what would our thoughts have been of Judas? Because you would have seen him with Jesus all the time. You would have assumed, oh, he's that dude's golden. He's got it all together. He's walking with Jesus. Yeah. We know there's another side of that. Right. You take Nicodemus, who was this guy who was a very religious person who you assumed back in that day and probably today we would have said, oh, he's going to reject Jesus. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And yet he was one of the most palatable people who let his life be transformed by Jesus. So yep. all perception is, is powerful. And you're right. It goes both ways. Yeah perceptions of ourselves, perceptions of others, perceptions of them in the negative way, perceptions that they don't need right. someone to, to walk with them. Yep. Well, as we wrap up today, just two simple questions for you. Uh, who's discipling you and who are you discipling? Well, next week we're going to keep this conversation going and we want, we're just going to get a little more personal with it for you. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Why and why it should matter to you. 
Thanks for joining us this week, talking about discipleship, and we look forward to that conversation continuing next week on Collective Conversations.